Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay, here we go. Different vibe here. (laughs) All right. Hey, Ed. Hello, Jeffy. How are you doing today? I am doing great, and I'm excited about this topic, so go for it. Me too. All right. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about creating the buzz. The buzz. The bee buzz. The bee buzz. And maybe a little backstory here. There was an episode a while back... And I don't remember which one, but I think it might have been. I can't remember, but was, we've done so many. But you talked about. We have about, done a lot. Uh, we've, we've done a lot. We're up to like 70 or something like that now, I think. So one less. Oh, 69. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so, so the, creating the beautiful buzz. Lynn! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay, we got to stop. Time we can't do this one. Okay, ready? Hang on. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, let's stop. Oh, let's stop. Okay. All right, we're going to start now. Ready? We'll start over. Okay. <laughs> ready? <laughs> Seth, I want to hear that outtake. <laughs> Okay. Five, four, three, two. So Ed and I are talking about creating the buzz. And I know you did a roundtable recently at your office in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's uh, North Carolina. Chapel Hill. That's it. Chapel Hill. We did. And um, and maybe a little backstory here. What we're talking about is an one of our earlier episodes, Jeffy expressed, you know, you go to all this effort to create this beautiful buzz when you mm. release a property and you bring it on the market. And there's a, there are some particular things that you want to do to make that happen. And we thought this was worthy of a deep dive, just kind of quick banter back and forth on what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, to, to understand that. And this is coming off of a topic in our office where we just had a round table and we were focused on open houses, yeah. for example. Yeah. And people were throwing out their ideas and how they do them and why they do them and how they overcome objections and that type of thing. And it was super, super valuable. And it actually changed the way my approach on how I'm uh, releasing properties now. I love so, that. Yeah. Just from so going to the round it. table. Well, let's, let's hear let's, it. Round table. All right, why well, did we'll I get, get to come to the round table? Right, you can come zoom to North me Carolina. in. You can zoom me in. I think we should. You're like, time out, everybody. I got to just get Jeffy on the line. That's it. I did quote you a couple times, but I, I claimed it oh, as my great. material. So I knew you would. <laughs> you little thief. You little That's thief. It. So there's three key things we're going to talk today about creating buzz. Okay. And they're the, three, they're the three Ps. There she goes, jumping right in. <laughs> so it's the three Ps. Price, prep, and promotion. So let's go into price. <laughs> okay. So for me, mm-hmm. in California, in San Diego right now, I would say price supersedes 
every single thing on this list. Well, the two other things on this list. It supersedes everything. Because if you misprice a home, you won't get the buzz. You won't get the flow. It doesn't matter what kind of prep you do, what kind of promotion you do, what kind of photos you take. So price is huge. And I love that it's number one on this list. I would agree. I would agree uh, 100% that you've got to nail the price. If you overprice it, Mm-hmm. All the preparation and promotion is not going to cure that. Doesn't I matter. have sold I have sold homes with raccoons living in them because I got the price right and I got like thirty offers on it and I got it bid yeah. up. Yes. I mean, it, but you got to nail the price. Mm-hmm. This is you know this is such an important thing too because I just recently had a client who would not let me dictate the price. Mm-hmm. He wanted he wanted a number. I got him to meet me in the middle. But instead of having 10 offers, we had three. And instead of getting the high number that I knew we could get, we got slightly under that. So it's just, I do this, we do this all day, every day. And if there's some way that you can explain to a seller, it doesn't matter how far you underlist the property. The consumer is so incredibly educated today by the tools that they have access to via the internet on Mm -hmm. pricing, they're going to drive it to wherever they believe it should be sold at. But if you overdo it, then they don't have that feeling that they can do the driving. They don't, they don't drive the price. Right. The, the correct price will, um, will help create the buzz and create the excitement. And I know that I like one of the ways I express it, it doesn't matter where you start it's where you finish. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at properties that are similar. And if you can show them, it's like, hey, they overpriced and look how long it took and where they ended up yeah. versus coming in underneath and then getting it bid up. Right. Um, so that's, you know, you look at, uh, that's what I try to do is look and say, okay, where do you start? Where do you finish? If you price yeah. right to the comp and the value, yeah, you know, that's, you want you want to give some room to, to get it. That doesn't create buzz. That doesn't create buzz. Exactly. Right. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our show. We get a lot of questions about why we do this and I want to say that we love it. We sharpen our skills, we get to have fun, and we get to interact with all of you. So thank you for that. Thanks so much. And we do have one favor to ask. If you know anyone that's thinking about buying or selling in the US or Canada, let us know. We have an amazing network of vetted agents that are so good at what they do. And what better gift can you give that person than somebody that's best of breed? Enjoy the rest of the show. I think the other thing on price um, and just a technique that I do, I'd be interested to hear what you do, is I like to know where where I think we're going to go. And then I look at the actives right before we go live Mm -hmm. and see how we bracket. Where do we slot? Very smart. I think that's I think that's important. Do you do a similar type of thing or what do you do? I do. I mean, I think what I do is I go in and I say, okay, seller, worst case scenario, we're gonna end up in this zone. Middle case scenario, we're gonna end up in this zone. The absolute best case scenario are gonna be above this. So they have three kind of sets of numbers to 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 know this could be a possible discussion. Um I don't think any of us know exactly what a home is going to sell for. It just it it we have so many outside 
things that are happening, the, the interest rates, the amount of homes that are for sale, how close to the school is it? You know, what does the what does it look like? There's all that you can be the best realtor in the entire world, and I don't think that you can really, really, really pick a price. Well, and this is the line that I used at the round table that okay. I maybe didn't attribute to you. God, <laughs> that's so mean. I did, of course I did. Okay. Which was, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I think it's going to sell for or what you think Mr. and Mrs. Seller is going to sell for. It's what the buyer thinks. Yeah. And the market's going to determine that. So the more buzz we can create, the higher that price is going to be. There you go. I love it. All right, let's move it on to the second one. Boom. Prep. Prep. Well, we just did a whole episode on staging, and there's a lot of detail there. So be sure if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But that's also the professional photos, keeping that P theme. Uh, You know, big time. What else? What else do you include in your prep? Well, the prep, you know, listening to that last podcast on what to do to get ready for for a list is is so important but prepping would be having decluttering making sure that when you go when the ph- photographer comes they're not having to move things around or or do things like we had a box left in a driveway and the <laughs> photographer didn't move it now i'm i'm like can we please erase the box like how did this happen so just all of that the the, the minutia which and it's so funny because you and Lynn have just been through this and you guys really paid attention to the minutia. Some people can't. It's not in their nature. Like even for me to declutter just this office that I'm not going to show you is would be a, it's a <laughs> massive undertaking. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, it, it is. And it's like I, I might have gotten a little obsessive on it. But, it, you know, it, when you're... You when you're a pro and you go through a lot of homes, right? Like, yeah. you know what drawer they're going to open up, right? So mm-hmm. I made sure that that drawer looked like a surgical drawer. <laughs> so, you know, that okay. was like all, all everything was set, right? Because it just wants yeah. to be organized. Now, they don't all look like that, but you know what yeah. they're going to do. So that's yeah. a little bit of the downside on that. That's but true. But, you, you know, you don't, you, you hate it when you show up for the photos and then they've got the, um, you know, the, the move, the storage unit is sitting in the driveway and you can't get the, yeah. the right shot. Yes, absolutely. So, so you, you want to think about that. This mm-hmm. is something, this is another good one is that this last house that's getting ready to go on the market right now, I just had them paint the front door, clean out the entryway, and I had them paint the front two rooms. That's it, nothing else. Because in that moment, that's when you get them. The buyer either falls in love or they don't. It's that initial feeling. So this is, you know, prep goes not only just inside your house, but it really does make sure there's no cobwebs out front, make sure you're swept and clean, make sure the weeds are under control. I mean, those are all the things that are going to get you more money. If you can't do that, then that's, you know, that's fine, whatever. But yeah, it all goes, then you have to price accordingly. Right, Correct. you know, so that all it all comes back to the price. Right. So I want to dig in on the next, on the last one, which is promotion, because I think maybe you're already doing it this way. So I might okay. be a little late to the group chat on this one, but uh, okay. but we had this roundtable um, on open houses, you know, and, and for perspective, in our market, like open houses were like things you hated to do mm-hmm. a long time ago. They just didn't drive any business. Then they started to become important in driving business. And now they're like critical, critical. 
And the way I've historically done them is I would release my property on a Thursday. I'd let the showings occur. And then I'd have, I used to have open houses on Sunday. I've moved them up to Saturday. Saturday is the new Sunday now for open houses. And then set off for deadlines. The idea that came out in the roundtable is you launch on a Thursday. You don't allow showings to start until when the open house starts that morning, uh, on the Saturday morning mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. And mm-hmm. you drive all the traffic into that that first opening. Yes. And I think that's what you've been doing. Yes, Joe and I do that. And um, the reason behind that is that, you know, supply and demand. If you see 150 people walking through an open house, which, by the way, is what happened at this open house just right up the street from me, uh, my Joe's in my listing, it was ridiculous. But that's why. Because then people can go, well, I better put my best foot forward. That's this right. Isn't, it's not just me. There's all these other people want this house just as much as I do. So that a definite technique. Yeah. How long? How long have you been doing that? Years. Yeah. So you guys out west, man, you're you've been in an open house market for a while. We have not historically been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the open house could. Are we going to sell the house without the open house? Yeah. Of course you are. I mean, because we just don't have enough homes. But I think that what's really great about an open house now is that you can let the consumer know we have an inspection done. We have a termite report done. We have the disclosures are done. Have your agent call call me if they have any questions. You know, do you have any questions? So what happens is they feel a little bit more calm. There's there's a voice there that Mm -hmm. knows a little bit more about the property. And this last one, the one with 150, the previous owner came. And then the two of us stood there and we were chatting with all these people, giving all this information that I didn't even know and I don't even think my sellers knew, which was really cool. That is awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so that's a... So you've been doing that for a while. What other mm-hmm. techniques do you do for promotion? Well, Raquel does an amazing job at social media. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we post the day before that the open house is the following day. There's tons of pictures on there. We do a QR code on the signs, and then the people can scan it and see when the open house is, see the flyer, see the information. Mm-hmm. I would say that we also have something. We send out a postcard, Joe and I do, and that postcard goes to the closest like hundred people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't align up with the time of the open house because it takes a little bit of time to get those prepped and out. But in general, what that does is just says, hey, neighbor, we're having this. And then that gives us an opportunity to meet the neighbors as well. Yeah. Do you stop by and drop those off at neighbors too? I do not. Joe is more into that than I am. He's really good at that kind of stuff. That's just not my calling yeah, well, you, you, you got to stay in your lane. So. Got to stay in my lane. So my lane doesn't really include door knocking. Um, yeah, we've, we're amping up on our social media as well. So that's been, mm-hmm. that's been paying off. That's really, I think, kind of where we're standing on promotion is just kind of driving that activity to the first day. And it's, it's wild that you've been there for a while yeah. uh, because it's relatively new in our market to do that. Well, we can thank Joe. I'm going to give him the credit. He's been doing that, huh? That, he brought yep. that to the table. He brought hey, Joe, that to the table. Hey, Joe, thank you. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> All right. That's it right, on this everyone. one. That's right. Rock and roll, everybody. Go make some money. I'll see ya. We hope you enjoyed the show. Gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. 
We'll see you next week. 